The Ron Van Dam Show is intended for mature audiences. Oh, so that's what ironic means. Yes, honey. Yes, it does. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Okay, sure, why not? Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Before you deliberate, let me do this show and then you decide after that. Today I'll be serving finger sandwiches to the audience. Guess which finger I'm using. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you? How you doing? Oh my God. Oh my God. It's been so long. How are you? Wow, you look older. Yeah, you do, since yesterday. Another day older. That's what happens every day. Yeah, some people look younger the next day because they had Botox, but that may not be good for you. I don't know. I don't know what Botox is. It's injected into you, and it makes your forehead look, like, nice. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. I'm not injecting chemicals into my face. <laughs> it's, it doesn't, guess what? It doesn't help that much. And it's so temporary. I just had Botox. Oh, how long does that last? About two days. Then I have to go back for more injections. Okay, great. Great. So you, you, you won't take a COVID shot, but you'll get injections, injections into your face. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, yeah, COVID, man, it's around again. Hospitals are overcrowded, and it's not because of the food. No, people are getting sick again with the COVID. And COVID is wonderful, sure, if you just, if it's like a cold or a little like bout of the flu and then you're back in five days. Okay, I can, I'll consider that a vacation. But uh, to go to the hospital because you can't breathe, mm, not good. That's different. Uh, isn't it odd that the one place that you go to get better is the one place where you can actually get sick? I had my uh, physical at my doctor's office, which is where I usually have my physicals. Um, I've often said to the doctor, can't you just come to my house and give me a physical in the garage? And she said, no, we don't do it that way. You must come to the doctor's office. So I did. And I'm sitting there and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling healthy. But in the waiting room are all these people with masks on and coughing and sneezing. And I'm saying to myself, what the hell am I doing here? <sighs> but yet I sat there and I had the physical. And I, to be honest with you, I just I was worried that I would have caught COVID just sitting in the room. You're not supposed to go to the doctor's office. You have COVID, but people don't. You know, it's not something that you uh, oh, it's not a badge of courage or anything anymore, you know. 
You don't walk around, hey, guess what? I, I have COVID. Hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? I had COVID last week. Hey, guess what? I had COVID. That don't, don't tell people that. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Yeah, I don't have COVID, but my friend has COVID. I saw him last night. He told me he had COVID. Uh, okay, do you, know, do you understand how this works? Why don't you test yourself? How about that idea? I get confused. I thought I had COVID like a couple of months ago, and I took the test. Turned out I took the pregnancy test by mistake. The boxes look alike. So not only did I not have COVID, but apparently I was also not pregnant. So it was a win-win. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say anymore. Got to take care of yourself. Exercising has been the most difficult thing for me to do. I have a lot of friends. Oops, made that mistake again. I have a lot of acquaintances. Mm, Let's not call them the wrong thing. I have a lot of acquaintances who are really disciplined and obsessed with going to the gym. And I don't know who this guy Jim is, but everybody goes to him. And they work out. And when I work out, um, which is not easy for me, When I work out, I can't do more than two minutes before I'm bored off my ass. I wish the weight came off my ass, uh, but I'm just bored off my ass. I'm just bored. I'm surrounded by people that are doing things that I don't quite understand. Uh, They're standing on a treadmill like a rat or a gerbil. I mean, they look like gerbils. Only thing is they're, they're not like connected. Other than that, you know, with a string. Other than that, they look like gerbils on a on a on a thing, you know. It's just weird looking. It's like, oh, what's going on here? And then there's the stairmaster. I have stairs in my house. Why the hell am I going on a machine? I'll go up and down my stairs. What's your problem, stairmaster? I've mastered my stairs. Thank you so much. I know how to do that. Then there's that uh, thing there. It looks like you're 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 skiing, like you're going up and down the stepmaster or something. I don't know what these master things are. Uh, that hurts. That actually hurts. That hurts. That's like giving my knees a workout so I can have them replaced quicker when I get older. That's not a good thing. Now, now the experts are saying you don't have to really uh, do like extreme cardio or anything like that. Just keep your body moving. And I said, okay, but like, where do I go? Where am I supposed to go? I uh, I was brought up in the New York City area. And when I was younger, uh, getting exercise was no problem because I walked to school. I didn't take the bus because I didn't know how to drive. Um, Anyway, uh, I didn't take the bus. I walked to school. I walked a mile to school and a mile home. And it sounds like an an, an old guy's uh, fable, but that's what I actually did. And we didn't have backpacks when I was growing up. We didn't even have fire. We... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a friend of mine down the street invented fire. I'm sorry, an acquaintance down the street invented fire. Some caveman guy. I don't know, I know his last name. I think it was Robert Cavemanny. I think it was. Anyway, this is making no sense. Uh, anyway, I walked to school a mile to school and a mile home. And um, man, I was I was so skinny. If I turned sideways, you didn't know I was there. I was like in so much shape, shape, like didn't even understand like how shaped I was. I was very, very healthy as a child and I didn't have to play stickball or run in the streets or anything. All I had to do was walk to school and walk home five days a week and that was plenty. And then I um, 
went across the Hudson River to uh, New York City, and I lived in New York for quite a period of time when I had gotten into television and radio down there and also into theater, not the Broadway theater, but movie theater. Anyway, so I was doing all of that, and I walked because I didn't like the subways because I had learned that people spit in subways and they pee on things. So I walked everywhere I wanted to go in New York, which you can do. It just takes time. But I was so freaking healthy. I didn't take elevators. I walked upstairs. I, I lived in, in apartments that, that required you to walk up the stairs. The elevators were disgusting, so I walked up the stairs and down the stairs. I walked everywhere. Everywhere I walked. And it was wonderful. I was in such shape you couldn't... Oh, shape, Millie. Shape me, baby. And then... I moved to Massachusetts, to the suburbs, to live the white picket fence, house kind of life. Lived a couple of other places too, but ended up in Massachusetts. And all of a sudden, my only movement was walking to the car and walking out of the car. That was it. I sit all the time. I could be a babysitter because I know how to sit. It's not a baby stander, it's a babysitter. And now they make chairs so comfortable. <sighs> you can park your ass and have a wonderful day just sitting in a place. And they, they recline, and they're wonderful chairs. They've made them too comfortable. And now I have to like consciously move around so I'm not idle all the time. For the past 30 years, well, yeah, 30 years, well, God, 30 years, holy crap, holy crap, I've been doing this for 30 years. For the past 30 years, I've been sitting on my ass doing radio, still doing it. It's a sit-on-your-ass job. You're not supposed to move around if, if I did, if, this is what would happen if I moved around. So how are you doing today? And I just, and then I saw the thing. You have to stay still in front of the microphone. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So I have to consciously uh, exercise, and I don't go to the gym because I don't like him. And I also don't want to change my clothes just to exercise. That sounds stupid, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, I got I to gotta change. I'm going to go to the gym. Why do you have to change? Why don't you just go to the gym in your clothes? Because then I'll sweat. So what do you want from me? If I didn't have to change to work out, I may work out. I could. I probably wouldn't, but at least I would say I probably could. But if I have to change my clothes, and then when I'm finished at the gym, I have to change out of the gym clothes and probably take a shower, that's a lot. That's a lot of time spent. So I tried a lot of these home exercise things. And they're fun for the first day. And after that, they're like, they're boring too. I have an exercise bicycle in my bedroom. I do. A little insight into who I am. That's how much I tried. I have an exercise bicycle and a pretty good one. It's not electric or anything. You have to pedal it. And it's, it's called a stationary bike. Do you know why? Because it don't go nowhere. When I was a young boy, I had a bicycle, I had a bike, but it wasn't stationary. It went to places. 
and that was wonderful. That's how I looked so good when I was a child as well. I walked or biked. Now, it's a stationary bike. It doesn't go anywhere. And as I'm on the stationary bike, maybe I'm chalking up a few miles, but I'm not going anywhere. And it's like, what's the point of this? <laughs> the only point is to get a little exercise. If the bike actually moved, I could achieve something else as well. But where I live, you can't bicycle on the street. You'll get hit by a car for sure. For sure you will. So my adult life has been sedentary. And they say, I don't know who they is, but the government, which, oh, okay, they never make a mistake. The government, remember the government? Uh, if you want to relax and be healthy, smoke cigarettes. They used to recommend cigarettes. They handed it out to the military. Oh, my God. Yeah, the government isn't uh, really good at telling me, like, what things are working, what aren't, you know, because they were wrong, too. Yeah, we have, uh, there's weapons of mass destruction. Oh, um, no, there's not. Could have been, could have, should have, but wasn't. So now the government, or whoever this is, a team of doctors who, like, runs my life, says uh, that smoking is, um, no, no, that's, I got it backwards, that uh, sitting, sedentary, being sedentary is the new smoking. In other words, if you just sit around, it's as bad as smoking cigarettes. Well, I've never had sit-around lung cancer. So I don't understand that analogy too much. Ron, what's wrong with, with your lungs? Your, your lungs are all congested. Yeah, because I sit around. What? What? Anyway, so I'm trying. So I have this exercise bicycle on my stationary bike in my bedroom because I figure I spend a lot of time in my bedroom. So why not put a bike there to kind of uh, oh attract me to exercise? Well, it didn't work. I even have a television in front of my, my uh, stationary bicycle. That doesn't work either because when I pedal, my head goes up and down a little bit and then I can't watch TV properly. So my stationary bicycle has become a clothes hanger. It's where I hang my jackets. I lay my clothes over the handlebars. It's quite good in that sense. It's a bulky kind of thing for hanging your clothes up. But now I can be lazier, you see. Instead of hanging my clothes up in the closet, I just throw them on the exercise bicycle. So the exercise bicycle has actually made me more sedentary and more lazy than I was to begin with before I got the stupid bicycle. So I consciously every day say to myself, today I am going to exercise and I'm going to do it every day. And I never do because there's nothing to do. Right now, it's the winter in Massachusetts, so I can't go walking. It's slippery outside, and it's fucking cold. So um, that doesn't work either. And these are my chagrins. I don't know if you have similar problems or not. You probably don't. Basically, if you live in a city and you walk to everything, you're good. You're good. You're going to, you're good. You may be a little overweight, that's because of a thyroid condition, or you can't stop eating. I mean, that's a different situation. But basically, you got yourself going. You, you, you have to move to go places, and that's a good thing. I'm glad I have a car, because I can go places that I can't walk to. I get that. That's wonderful. But it's also been a curse. 
That's what America doesn't understand. The wonderful things that we have can also be curses. Oh my God, I'm walking around 24 hours a day with a computer in my pants. Excuse me? Yeah, my cell phone's a computer. I don't use it to make phone calls. What? I use it to look things up and ask Alexa and Siri, like, what the hell's going on? Because I don't, I'm too lazy to find out for myself. So I'm walking around with a computer in my pants. And it tells me everything. I can order things on it. I can have things delivered. I can find out information. I can look things up. I can be knowledgeable. I can get a quick response on anything that I may inquire upon. It's amazing. But the downside, well, there's many. There are many. If you don't know what they are, then I'm not even going to go there. So you have the wonderful thing about it, and then you have the equally horrible thing about it. Nuclear energy, I guess wonderful. Nuclear bombs, not so good. Anyway, I have a guest on today's show. My guest is going to join me momentarily, and um, maybe you'll learn something, maybe you won't, I don't know. I'm just saying, just to sum up what I've been talking about, exercise has been a thorn in my side for the longest time, and I have to consciously move my body more, and the older you get, the more you realize you should have been doing that a little bit earlier, and I was. As a young adult and a child, I was doing that. I was as fit as I could be. Maybe that helps me now. I don't know. But that is the trick, and it's quite obvious, and it's quite simple. Just keep your body moving. I try to have sex with everything, because my body moves when I'm having sex. So that's a good thing. Can't do that all the time, though. Can't do that all the time. So you have to just keep moving. I've told you this before, and I'll tell you for the last time until I tell you again. When I'm watching television, because I am a sedentary individual and I do love TV, I grew up on TV and I continue to watch it a lot. But when a commercial comes on, the commercial blocks on television shows, especially on network, are usually about three, four minutes long, at least three minutes long. And I get up from my couch where I sit incessantly and I walk around my house. I have a little island in my kitchen. I think it's called Bermuda. I walk around uh, the island um, I, or I walk around the house continually. I just walk, I walk in the house, I go upstairs, I go downstairs. I will not sit down until that commercial is over on the TV. About three minutes of exercising about every eight to 10 minutes. That's how long a segment is on television, eight to 10 minutes at the most. And then there's three minutes of commercials. I spend those three minutes of commercials walking around my house, moving my body. You don't have to, you don't have to do push-ups and all the crunches. I don't even know what that is. Uh, you, uh, just, you walk up and down your stairs if you have two stories. If you have one story, you make another story up. Uh, you, just, you just walk around. Just walk. Just walk in your house. You don't have to go outside. You don't have to change your clothes. You don't have to just walk. Just walk through. Just walk. Walk to the closet. Close the clothes closet door. Walk down the hall in your little house and walk back. Walk around your bed in the bedroom if your bed isn't against the wall. Just walk. Walk, 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 walk. And swing your arms when you're walking. That's, a, that's upper body movement. Swing your arms as you're walking. You, you look like an insane idiot, but at least you're getting exercise. And then you go back and you watch a TV show, and then eight minutes later, you're, you're walking around for three minutes again. It's better than nothing. 
And that's my suggestion to you. And if you've learned nothing from this show whatsoever, and I guarantee you that's the case, learn that it's better than nothing in today's society of sedentary, staring at screens all day, on TV, on computers, on cell phones, this sedentary, horrible life that we have. This is a little bit of an out. We're going to take a commercial break, and when we come back, my guest indeed will join us, as I indicated about five minutes ago. So, um, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but I need help. Are you looking for a career in the fast-paced world of radio and podcasting? Good news, New England Broadcasting is now hiring. That's right, you could have a chance to work with 30-year broadcasting icon Ron Van Dam on his daily show and all the other fine programs on New England Broadcasting. Immerse yourself in the non-stop action of a broadcasting career where every day you'll be responsible for things like warming up Ron's coffee, getting more coffee, cleaning unspeakable schmutz off microphones, semi-regular toenail and ear hair trimming, checking the dryer to see if Ron's underpants are toasty warm, Helping Ron into his toasty warm underpants. Telling Ron he sounds good. Checking to see if Shanahan is sober enough to do some bits. Reassuring Ron that you're not lying, he does sound good. Unclogging the studio toilet. Yes, every day. Fending off Ron's fan. Intermittent waxing. And taking calls from Ron's exciting guests. From that lady who wrote a book on diseases only frogs get, to the D-list celebrity who's thrilled to be the official spokesperson for the American Nasal Impaction Society. You might be wondering if you're right for the job. Qualifications include an unironic interest in radio, knowing who Ron is in the first place, a tolerance for supernatural levels of flatulence, and at least one year of experience in dealing with grumpy old people who talk to themselves. If that sounds like you, your future is waiting at New England Broadcasting. Major Justin Irwin joins us now. He's instructor of economics at West Point and founder of the West Point Finance Club. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Okay. How do, I, how do I refer to you? Major, Justin, Major Irwin, Bobby? I don't know. What to... uh, yeah, you can just call me Justin. That's there you go. Fine. That's what I wanted. Okay, fine. Uh, we're talking about tips and advice. It, it is the new year, and we need to be uh, <laughs> financially fit. When I hear about West Point, I don't think about uh, finances as being an incredible interest, but um, I guess it is. Yeah, no, uh, at West Point, I mean, there we have a uh, lot of participation in the uh, West Point Finance Club, and a lot of cadets are very, very interested in personal finance, and they're also interested in uh, other types of investments. So they want to know how to invest in the stock market. Yeah. You know, they're interested in real estate, so it, it's good that they have these thoughts early on before they start actually making real money once they commission. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there are people outside of the West Point area and, and, uh, you know, they, they don't know much more than that, probably less. So that's great. I'm glad you're doing that for them. Um, some people, uh, in their young adulthood, uh, haven't set up any financial goals. Don't even know, uh, about mortgages and how interest compounds, et cetera, uh, do you find that uh, that's the case, that there's a lot of education to be had? 
Um, are you referring specifically like for the cadets or like the army at large? Oh, the, 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 the well, the army at large and uh, the, the general population of the country at large as well. Yeah, so I, I from my experience, I I see variations in, in knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So, so some do understand the uh, concept of compounding interest. Um, you know, you have you know, soldiers who have been in the army ten plus years, and they haven't put any thought into starting a investment retirement account. Uh-huh. Um, so I see that knowledge is varied, but I think the army um, does a good job at trying to expose uh, financial education at different milestones within a soldier's career. Yeah. Justin, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's never too late to, to start a financial goal and start saving for the future. But at the same time, uh, if you do it at a younger age, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot more successful. So I guess uh, encouraging young adults to start saving and becoming financially goal driven, uh, is, is an incredible plus. Yes. I mean, the, the earlier you start, the better. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of see my role as providing that financial education. So if, if I could do that to the cadets before they start earning, uh, normal income, uh, then I, I think it's a success. But in, in addition to that, it's also, you know, once these cadets become lieutenants, you know, how do they educate their platoons? Mm-hmm. How do they educate their staff? How do they recognize that soldiers have issues? Yeah. Um, so it, it's more than just the personal side. It's how yeah. can they um, teach finance once they're a leader? Yeah. Um, there's something called an Army uh, Thrift Savings Plan. Um, is that something that was newly devised or something that's been around? And uh, what what is it? Uh, thrift Savings Plan is the uh, government's um, investment retirement ah. plan. Um, it's It's been around for a while. Uh, there are a few funds. Uh, most popular one is the C fund, which mimics S&P 500. So mm-hmm. we liken that to like an ETF mutual fund that um, mimics the S&P 500. Um, and as far as benefits... Um, the Army has what's called the blended retirement system. Uh, so, you know, if you work and you put 5% of your income into the blended retirement system, which is invested in the TSP, the government will actually match uh, 5%. So it's like 5% okay. free money that you get on a monthly basis as long as you allocate 5% of your own income. And I think that's a, a really good retirement benefit. Okay. How does that differ from a 401k? It's it's literally the government's version of a 401k. Okay, well there so it you is go. similar to a 401k, so it has the same maximum contribution limit mm-hmm. as a 401k. Okay, I mean, in 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 my mind, there there are two enemies to financial uh, success uh, or stability, I should say. Uh, one would be credit cards. I learned that lesson at a very young age. Unfortunately, no one told me about the ramification of you actually have to pay that. Uh, and the other is uh, what you term as a buy now, pay later plan. A lot of people do that. That's very popular right now. Um, can you comment on those two? Um, yeah. So credit cards, um, you know, we, we try to educate, um, you know, the, the pitfalls of using a credit card, how uh, only paying the minimum and not paying the yeah, full balance. That's what we all thought. You know, how that interest creeps up on you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we, we talk about that. Um, there's also a military benefit. Some credit card companies offer it. It's called the, um, 
I think it's called the uh, SC Service Members Civil uh, Relief Act. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a lot of credit cards um, offer some type of military benefit, maybe a lower rate or maybe, um, you know, some forgiveness on a late payment, um, things like that. So we try to educate on credit cards. And then for the buy now, pay later, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you can't maybe you can't make a purchase of $300 at one point, but maybe you can pay it you know, on a month to month basis, but usually, um, those come with interest as well, Yes. you know? Um, so those are things that we try to, we try to warn, uh, cadets about, and we try to educate soldiers on. Very good. Uh, well, I'm glad you're doing this. Uh, wh- what is your, uh, backward, uh, backward, what is your background, uh, major? Uh, my, mine is not speech, obviously, but what, what is your background? <laughs> Um, yeah, my background, so I've been in the army for 12 years. Uh-huh. Um, I was an army brat. My dad, uh, served in the army. He retired a little after, uh, 20 years. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually fourth generation, um, you know, for serving in the army on my uh-huh. dad's side. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm traditionally a military intelligence officer, uh-huh. uh, lived in a few places, Hawaii, uh-huh. uh, Louisiana, North Carolina, um, did a deployment in Afghanistan uh-huh. back, you know, almost well, over 10 years from now, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. 20, 2013. Um, wow. but yeah, I, You've been around. I commissioned from the university of Georgia ROTC mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like I said, this summer I'll hit my 13th year. Wow. Well, thanks for doing all of that. That's, that's for sure. And thanks for, uh, turning, uh, them on to, uh, the benefits of, uh, financial stability and, and beyond, uh, actually. Uh, no question about that. That's so important, and so many people are financially insecure, and that causes problems in every area, also psychologically. So it it runs into all kinds of all kinds of situations. So thanks for doing that. And um, how can people uh, get more information if they are soldiers? There are a lot of programs that are uh, set up for them and benefits that uh, can come their way. How do they find out? So the best information is, is straight from the source. GoArmy.com has mm-hmm. information about benefits, has information about different types of jobs. You'll get a good sense of like what the career path looks like. Um, so I would say go to GoArmy.com. Okay. If you need any comedy writers, let me know. Okay. All right, I will keep that in mind. <laughs> Thanks. It was, was a long pause before you said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Major Major uh, Justin Irwin, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. Well, that'll do it for me today. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program. Join me then, will you please? Until that time arrives, I wish you peace. Peace.